0: The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, July 19th, 2021.
1: The woman in your life who will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life she can rest so easily. She does everything you do
2: because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holt, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and co producer, Ken Norton. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my goodness, we've been gone a whole month. It's just amazing. You know, every once in a while, you just have to take a time out. And I'll tell you, we took a time out, and we really enjoyed it. Ken went to uh, Arcadia to visit his uh, 95-year-old mother. He stayed a week with her and put in a garden and did all kinds of things. I was in San Diego. Uh, I got to be with my granddaughter, Caitlin Jensen, and my daughter, Susan, and my sister, Evelyn. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. And just being there on the beach of of Southern California. California was one of the biggest treats I have had in a long time but we certainly missed the program and I want to thank uh, uh, our engineers for doing all the reruns and we are back and now we are on a regular schedule. Well I'm really excited. Joining me on the phone uh, today will be Dr. Harriet Fraud. Dr. Fraud is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in practice in New York City. She is a well-published author and writes about the pressures on families and the economics of the United States of America. Uh, she is also a regular guest of Dr. Richard Wolf on his show Economic Update on KBBF 89.1 FM every Tuesday from 11 to 12 p.m. I really encourage you guys to listen to that show. We will be talking about what happened with Britney Spears and do an analysis of how not only emphasizes this struggle the uh, women are still in and the importance of activism and speaking out for one another. And you know, not normally I don't cover anything that has to do with celebrities, but this is a particularly interesting case around a conservatorship and how as a woman, she was forced almost forced to give up all her control uh, over her own life and it takes it 's been taking her years to gain her freedom and we 're going to talk about that and see how it kind of uh, it kind of is, is very much in line what 's happening with the whole uh, women 's march and all the different movements around the country uh, concerning women and i 'm really looking forward uh, to this interview. I was really a little bit um, Hmm, I questioned it when uh, Dr. Fraud first uh, recommended it to me. And then as I got into the research and as I start reading about what happened with Britney Spears, I thought it was to bring it to the attention of uh, my listeners. Well, you know something? I I, I just... It's really exciting when you come back. It's like all of a sudden you're in, in your house again, and you're trying to figure out how to do this and how to do that. I ex- I actually uh, started the program this morning, which was kind of interesting. I, I have Ken always does the board. And, you know, it's really not as simple as one would think to get a radio show on the air. So I really appreciate everything that everybody does to make this happen. Well, as I always uh, mention, our history uh, is our strength. But before we go into that, you know, one of the histories that uh, I have been involved with is the uh, killing of Young and Andy Lopez, and it was it was a three. There's a film out now called Three Seconds in October, and we saw the film. It was on a radio station, uh, excuse me, radio te- uh, television station KRCB. A shout out to them for putting this controversial film on it was really excellent to watch the film and to see how they characterized the killing. And it really shows, it really shows without a doubt that excessive force was used and that the killing of this young boy was just absolutely unnecessary. So a shout out to all the the filmmakers and the funders and KRCB and everybody that made it possible to bring this uh, program to the public's eye. But there was one thing missing, and that's why also why the Britney Spears uh, in, uh, discussion is important, because what brought all this forward, it wasn't our board of supervisors, although we they had to pass certain rules and regulations, but it was the grassroots activism. That happened. I know myself personally, I was involved. I have never, ever been so involved in an action like I was with the Andy Lopez killing. So I know exactly what it took. I knew what it took to get in front of the board of supervisors and start talking about we've got to have. Task force and all the different things that happened, all the different committees that were that were developed, you know, it was the activism, it was the community pushing forward and constantly could know what was going on and people were turning out in masses to protests, to gatherings, to uh, public speeches. I mean, it was an amazing event and what happened? It ended up that we Finally went on the ballot, and now that's being challenged with Measure P, which is to make uh, the the sheriff's department more accountable. So the film itself really lets people know the horror of what happened to this young boy, and also some of the things that go on in our own county jails, which I was just totally shocked. I mean, there were certain scenes in that film that I went, oh, my God, this is happening in our country, in our county, Sonoma County. Um, it was it was an amazing experience. So check it out. Try to find it. I don't know when it's going to be running again. I will definitely keep the important film. It's an important documentary. And it shows. It shows what happens when there's no accountability. It really does. It really shows what happens. Well, you know, our history is our strength. And on, uh, I want to talk on July 18th. This is July 19th, but I try to get the different events that are happening. July 18th, uh, 1908, and uh, she passed away in 1989. Mildred Ryder adopted the name Peace Pilgrim in 1953. She was a peace activist who was the first woman to walk the Appalachian Trail in one season and walked more, listen to this, walked more than 25,000 miles promoting peace for 28 years. What a commitment that woman made. Peace Pilgrim. You know, sometimes I wonder... Are we ever going to have peace on earth? I mean, look at this. Look at our earth today. I mean, last night when they were telling me we are going to have dry lightning, you know, I was sitting in my living room and I says, God, is it going to happen? I was so nervous. And all of a sudden I put on the television and I start seeing some of the fires that are going on across the globe and some of the wars and some of the horrors that are happening. And I think of the 22nd, excuse me, today's the 19th, to, 2021, that'll be Thursday, so July 22nd, 1859, and she passed away in 1887. Emma Lazaret, poet, wrote The New Colossus in 1883, which was later inscribed on the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, learning to breathe free. What a statement. What a statement. Now, you might ask, why is this important particularly to me? Well, I happen to be the grandchild of an immigrant. My grandmother, Rose Dorfman, came in from Odessa, Russia, and my other grandmother, Eva Holtz, she came in from uh, uh, from Poland. Uh, what, I'm, I can't remember what part of Poland she came from. All of a sudden, my, my mind went blank, but they came in from Poland, and... It was a struggle to get to this country. Now, my grandmother Dorfman, she, her story is truly the immigrant story. You know, she told me that when her and her sister and her mother came over, they had two piece, uh, two loaves of bread in a little sack, each one of them, and they traveled third class. And that's how they came to America, with two loaves of bread each, passing, you know, going to a foreign country, escaping, escaping from horror. I mean, what would happen in Russia, the oftentimes the Kozaks would do what they called progrones. They would come into the villages, say something happened with the czar, or somebody got mad with somebody else. They would take it out on the Jewish population. And they would literally lay the children on the floor that were killed and say leave Jews leave i mean it almost it almost gives me this this it's almost the same consciousness when you think about these young native american children now that they have found you know it it seems like it's ongoing you know you have these elements that i don't know what happens to them i don't know why it happens but they have no no consciousness no feeling for children they can just kill them and then say get out of our country you know with no remorse you know, and it's stunning to me. And I think of my grandmother coming over as a teenager with her mother and her, and her sister. And she told me when they came into the port and she saw the, the Statue of Liberty, all she could think of was, I'm in the United States of America. Nobody will come into my village again and kill me. Well, you know, when you look at some of what the whole Black Lives Matter rising is, I mean, wasn't that what's happening, going into their neighborhoods and killing their children? I mean, come on. When is it going to end? When are we going to have peace? When is the vision of people, women like Peace Pilgrim, who marched for 25,000 uh, 25, miles in 28 years for peace? And look at our planet. Look at the denial, the fires. I mean, I, I just it's mind bombing to me. But it's that consciousness that kills children, that denies, denies the, even the, the global warming today, which is really, really sad. Well, I know it's a big rant, but when it comes to the Statue of Liberty, when it comes to thinking about my grandmother's coming over from foreign countries, When I think of what's going on at the borders, when I think of what's happened with the children separating them from their parents, you know, I can't help but understand, ask the question, what has happened to a country that has this idealistic vision? Give me, I mean, just think of this, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses coming to breathe free. To breathe free. You know, freedom, freedom is the greatest treasure that any of us have. Freedom, freedom to be who we are, freedom to walk the streets without fearing somebody harming us. You know, even freedom to wear or not wear a mask, even in the height of a a pandemic. You know, everybody's right, you know, saying freedom, got to have freedom, freedom to carry arms, guns. Now they want freedom to carry it in the streets. I mean, it's just, it, but freedom, to breathe freedom is so important. Well, what I thought we would do right now is we're going to take a musical break, and then I'm going to bring on Dr. Harriet Fraud, and the, the song I'm going to play is Give Me Your Tired and Your Poor, sung by the West Los Angeles Children's Choir. And this is the, this is the poem, and this is the vision that Emma Emma Laveress had. You know, we are Americans. And, you know, we had the National Organization for Women just had their annual, excuse me, their monthly meeting, and they had a presentation from this woman talking about the Iroquois Nation and how we were influenced by these Native Americans. And yet, look what we did to Native Americans after they gave us this treasure. They gave us the outline, the secret the way to do it. Talking about how the Iroquois, they were seven nations that had come together in peace for, for hundreds of years. They were functioning peacefully, sharing the lands together, sharing the foods together, surviving, not warring. You know, war takes a huge toll on any civilization, not only economically, but emotionally. And the first thing the chief asked the Continental Congress when they meet is, where's the women? How come there's no women here? Because in the Iroquois Nation, it was the women, the grandmothers. You know, I'm a great-grandmother now, so I guess I might have had a little status back then. It was the grandmothers that decided on who the chiefs were. It was the grandmothers that evaluated the laws and made sure the restrictions and make sure the children and the, and, the, and the women were taken care of. So they asked, where is the women? And today, still, where is the women? You know, I look at some of these men and what they're saying, what they're saying about women, what they're saying about our country. I go, wait a minute. We, as women, bring forward life. We hold the mystery of all life in our bodies. And it's very important that we have a seat at the table. But it's equally important that each woman out there supports a woman that is in office in a place of power where she can make a difference for the future of all of our children. And we must support that. And if they're not making that difference and all of a sudden they're on the side of, say, war or some of the other stuff that's going on that's so destructive in our co- in our country, in our in our world right now, we need to look at that. We need to evaluate and not support them. And the best thing we can do is every once in a while, every once in a while, sit down, And listen to the song, Give Me Your Tired and Your Poor, to remind us what this country really on so many levels stands for, what we as Americans are putting a message out there. And there are many people across the lands that are very disappointed in us. But it's we the people that have to come together. And that's what happened with the Andy Lopez situation. It was we the people. They came together. The same thing with the Britney Spears situation. We, the people, came together and said, this is unjust. It has to change. And once they get that support, somehow our politicians, all of a sudden, man, they go right into action. Well, that's a lot to think about, but, you know, that's what Women's Basis is all about, to get us women to start thinking about things and stand up and use our voice. Use our voice for the future of our children that we create. Amazing. I mean, I'm going to be a great-grandmother for the second time. I mean, a great-grandmother for the second time? Wow. And Ken's going to be a (laughs) great-grandfather. Boy, I'll tell you. And she is a little angel, but she needs a lot of work, just like every child. They need a lot of attention. They need good food, good water, good air, Medicare, all the things, good education. I mean, you name it. You know, they don't need war. They don't need poverty. They need a life worth living. Okay, so this song always uh, needed to remind, needs to remind us humans the power of love and the power of coming together with purpose and determination with the idea of liberty and justice for all. The song, again, like I said, has a special meaning to me. It brings back memories of my grandmother Rose Dorfman and also my grandmother Eva Holtz and the story she told me about how she wept when she came into the port and saw the Statue of Liberty and cried out, I am an American now. Oh, my God, it just chokes me up. No one can harm me. My grandmother Rose again came to America from Odessa, Russia, as a teenager escaping from the shtetl she grew up, where the Cossacks would come into the village and raid and yelling, saying, get out, Jews. This motivated her, her mother, and sister to follow their brother uh, Eli, Eli uh, Polinsky, who actually sponsored them. When we return, oh, it just gets me so emotional when I think of that. When I think of all the immigrants running from countries that are war-torn, where they can't feed their children, it just, it really gets me. When we return, I will be talking with Dr. Harriet Fraud, who is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in practice in New York City. Uh, Dr. Fraud is also a regular guest on Richard Wolff's Economic Update, which plays on KBBF 89.1 on Tuesdays from 11 to 12. And like I said before, we will be talking about Britney Spears and the struggle she is You're tired and you're poor. Ken.
3: Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand, a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name, Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand blows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips.
2: you that is one beautiful poem, and you know it's really interesting. You know the, the emotions that, the feelings that, particularly that evolve in me when I think of that song and I think of my grandparents coming over from another country, and how blessed that here we are in the United States and we have so much here to offer. But if we're not careful, if we're not careful, it could go away in one second, and that's something none of us I know want. Well, for you just joining, I want to remind my listeners the opinion expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, the board of directors, its members, or women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm excited, man. We're back here again after a whole month's vacation. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, joining me on the phone all the way from, I believe she's in, I'm I'm not sure where she's at, New Jersey or New York. She'll have to let us know when when she comes on. Uh, Without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, joining me on the phone, and it is an honor to introduce her, and I'd like to thank her for her willingness to be one of the regulars here on Women's Spaces Dr. Harriet Fraud welcome Dr. Fraud welcome to Women's Spaces
4: I am so glad
2: to be here from New York City to you oh New York okay you know I don't know where you are these days <laughs> I'm glad to here in New York well welcome and I'm really really excited to have you on and before we start do you mind if I tell my uh, listeners just a little bit about you not know. You know, I just love introducing you. There's so much. There's so much to share. Dr. Harriet Fraud is a mental health counselor and hypnotherapist in private practice in New York City, and she's been in practice for 46 years. She writes and speaks on the intersection of politics, economics, and personal life in the USA. Her work can be found on her website harrietfraud.com. That's h-a-r-r-i-e-t-f-r-a-a-d.com. Her podcast, Capitalism Hits Home, now with Juliana Filano, can be found on her website. And on Democracy at Work as well. On YouTube. Her newest podcast with uh, Mike Golding, directed, is The Psychotherapy Community. It is called It Is Not Just in Your Head. I love that. It's not just in your head. I mean, in other words, there's lots of stuff stuff going on outside of us that's enough to make us all nuts. Harriet Broad appears as a regular guest on Economic Epidemic. Updates uh one hundred radio station as well as the David Feldman Show at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time's Mondays on WBAI and on the internet, and also she's a regular on Women's Spaces. Yes. Wonderful, I just love it. Her latest written uh, work appears in Knowledge Class and Economics, and I believe that was that one that was written with your daughter. No,
4: that I was written by me.
2: Oh, that okay. That was that was that, another
4: Wolf. one. in imagine a socialist USA was written with my daughter.
2: Oh, that was What is her name?
4: Tess Fried Wolf.
2: Tess she has mine Wolf. And my
4: husband's names.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Dr. Fried was a founding mother of the women's liberation movement in New Haven, Connecticut, and has been an activist for her entire life. Wow, Harriet, anything else that you'd like to add to this magnificent (laughs) resume? Yes,
4: that Juliana Forlano isn't really with Capitalism Hits Home. Her other television career interfered. And my partner, Max Golding, and I direct our attention to people who feel like if they're unhappy, it's all their fault and are taking medications that numb them. And we are alternative practitioners with an alternative vision. That if you're unhappy, it probably makes sense. However, we can help you.
2: So it's interesting when you say it's not just in your head. In other words, there's so many outside influences yes. that are that are really, you know, pressuring on us constantly. I mean, I was...
4: constantly. You know, whether it's gender or race, or whether it's the economic situation out there or
2: whether it's our personal problems from the past, you know, if you're evicted, it's not just in your head. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That's a good point. If you're evicted, you know, these poor, I mean, it's all over our county, too. We see all these different trailers just parked all over the place and people trying, people trying to make it. At the same time, we have law enforcement breaking it up rather than giving them, you know, some valuable places to leave, but that's another subject. Well Harriet, it was interesting when we decided to do the show the show that you wanted to talk about the, the Britney Spears conservativeship issue. You know, give my listeners, you know, a, a bit of, of information about just a little background and, and what sparked your interest about that. I mean, I mean, I was really kind of surprised when you mentioned it to me, but as I start reading into it, and I read the, I believe it was, uh, was a, there was an article, uh, what what was the publication?
4: Gia um, Tolentino and Ronan Farrell in the New Yorker is probably the one.
2: Right that and it was it was fascinating. I mean just reading it wa- reading what this woman went through even though she has money and she's a very popular star here her freedom was just yanked from her. So so give us a little background on that and and why you feel it's so important.
4: I think it's important not because I am a fan of Britney Spears that sugary coy oversexed approach is not one that appeals to me. However, her imprisonment for the last 13 years in a conservatorship masterminded by her father, where she was denied use of the phone, she was denied her AA meetings, she was denied any contact with the outside world, her children were taken away from her, and in true capitalist fashion, her hundreds of millions were taken away from her also, and she was heavily medicated as well as forcibly, well, forced to have an IUD, even though she wanted more children. So her reproduction was controlled, her finances were controlled, and every move she made was controlled. And I think she personified the struggle of a lot of people, and particularly women, who are touched by gender restrictions. Her rights were waived her right to to appeal and get a different conservator or none, were waived by a Republican man judge twice. And she wasn't heard as a woman. We know what that feels like. And also that she was totally exploited. She made hundreds of millions of dollars. And her father allocated her $2,000 a week while he overpaid the person who was supposed to be her advocate because he bought everyone around her out of her money he paid him five thousand no five hundred thousand to twenty dollars a year and of course that conservator who was supposed to be responsible as her advocate Sam ingham never told her she could appeal this conservatorship. Every aspect of her life was controlled. And I feel that it appeals to people because, A, we are exploited. Jeff Bezos appropriated, well, he and 10 other billionaires appropriated 460, I think it's 460, but it might be only $400 billion during the recession in which 60% of Americans were unemployed at least once and therefore had financial troubles what are we talking about and yet he uses that money to crush the unions as they try to organize so even though his workers get 1550 an hour his the person from the law firm that specializes in preventing unions got $3,200 a week plus all that they wanted on expenses and they left no stone unturned in controlling those workers Um, in an article I read one of them went to the union hall to see what it was about and the next day several people from Amazon came and talked to him and let him know that they knew about this and it was worrisome and so that their lives are Control. They had to work shoulder to shoulder at a frantic pace during the recession to make more money for Jeff Bezos, which he used to crush them, just as Jamie Spears used Britney Spears' money
2: crush to crush her.
4: Everyone around her to control her.
2: Yeah, it's amazing, you know. Well, you know, talk a little. You know, I mean, it's it's really interesting how you weave these things together. Like they're 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 not so isolated. It's like these things are happening on so many levels. But because we're we're with a women's a women's show, talk a little bit about what gender and the assumed male supremacy. I mean, it, it feels like all these decisions are being made by. White men over this woman. They are all
4: being made by white men, and in fact, the judge who put a possibility of an end to this was a woman judge. Um, that was the last judge she went in front of, and she was the one who gave Judge Brenda Penny, I should say, she granted. Britney the ability to hire her own lawyer, not one that her father hired who would abandon her. But there is this gender idea that a woman doesn't know what she's doing. Her father declared he had to be conservator because she was senile, and yet she had to work 70 hours a week making money for him. And she memorized all the lyrics and dance moves that were required and performed all over the globe. Her last, her, she made four albums in so many years, and those albums netted $131 million a year for which she was not paid. And uh, then she had a Las Vegas stint, a Las Vegas residency where she performed, and that paid her father. He appropriated $300 million and then she earned another 15 million from SD Lauder commercials and another 50 million from the X factor from for promoting the X factor
2: well you know it's now
4: to her in her account she only has 60 million dollars out of about a half a billion and it's unaccounted for although her father did lavishly pay people to control her well what's all up- around
2: What's so interesting is when you talk about the dollars. Here's a woman that can have anything, and still she's in this 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 dilemma that she can't get out of. You know, regarding you know, it's interesting because as I was reading my, the question that came to me regarding the rules around conservatorship in California. What you know, what caused her to have to go through all these legal obstacles, and still did not have, you know. Um, didn't have her freedom, and, and also that was based on her father's assertion that she was now, like you said, and addictive. You know, how how does the courts go along with that, that it, it was because she, he had the control and he had the lawyer that he wanted to have happen, yes. that, that that happened?
4: That's part of what happened. And look, she did have a period where she needed help. She was abusing alcohol and drugs. And... A temporary conservatorship for someone who actually looked out for her instead of controlled her and built her of all her money wouldn't have been a bad idea. But 13 years after, when she had made about a half a billion and when she was very capable, was a total abuse. And it was perpetrated by her bought handlers, and the people in the Justice Department that disregarded her word and kept flipping her rights, her own legal advocate, who was paid, by the way, $520,000 a year by her father, never even informed her that she could appeal her conservatorship. So and we- what has happened is this happens to the elderly sometimes where they're built of their money and also for the disabled who filed an amicus brief, a friend of the court on her behalf because it happens to them too.
2: Well, you know, it's it's just an amazing story, especially when you you, know, you throw around all these numbers. I mean, all these millions of dollars, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, you're sitting here listening to the numbers, thinking, "My goodness, this woman had like again." I, I'm going to repeat myself. She had all the all that money, and yet she was powerless by the courts and by her own father. I mean, it's it's it's, it's amazing. Well, you know how how do we how do, how does this happen that we allow the rights of human beings like her? To be totally erased because she had an addiction and wanted help. I mean, it, it almost—it's almost like these some of these shootings that they have. You know, someone's having a, a psychological problem, a breakdown because of their addictions, etc. Police come, and next thing you know, they're dead. I mean, that's right. How? How? Because the powers
4: that be dismiss their rights completely, like the person who's shot in the head because he's having a breakdown. His rights or her rights are completely dissolved. Their rights are gone. And I think this is a case of a woman who was completely dismissed, who did have a problem, but from then on was completely dismissed. She was supposed to be a very dedicated and fit mother, but her children were taken away. And we should note that there's no such thing in the language as an unfit father, which of course there should be. And when when she tried to hold on to her baby, when they wanted to take it away because she was only allowed supervised short visits or with her children, her father called a 1550 on her, which meant that helicopters circled overhead and a mass of police cars came with an ambulance that forcibly medicated her and strapped her to a gurney and took her to a mental hospital. This... You know, this medication is something that is also appeals to women. One in four women in the United States are on some kind of a psych medication, even though the British, because they have a national health care system, in these studies found that in 75% per- ca- of cases, they work no better than a sugar pill, but they do have side effects. Because women think, if there's a problem, it's my fault. I'm, you know, I'm upset. I shouldn't be, rather than, of course I should be. We're treated badly. I've got to join with other women. And I think this case also appeals to people, and particularly women, because Britney Spears had the courage to end this and get on TikTok, which is erased and only... You know, goes on for a very short time before she was stopped. She had no cell phone. She had to borrow other people's cell phones. But when she she acknowledged that the Free Britney movement, which started because people saw her plight and identified with her, and she says the Free Britney movement for the first time stated that the fan base have questioned the need for conservatorship. She says, this gave me my power to fight back. It's a quotation. It's because of them I am here today, and I have the effing, I don't think I'm supposed to say that on the radio, strength to speak up against my father, who has silenced me for years. It's also the message that she gives to her fan base and everyone else. You will be enslaved and exploited and super robbed if you don't stand up and fight because we have to unite and fight back against the oppression like this case of Andy Lopez who was killed child was killed and people organizing
2: Oh, I and, and you know,
3: Elaine.
2: and you know something that's very, very interesting. When I watched the film about the, and, and don't get me wrong, the film was excellent. It really showed police brutality. It showed it showed the true story. I mean, I I cannot fault the uh, producers of that. I mean, they did a wonderful, wonderful job. But what was missing was actually that's the film on Andy Lopez, right? Yes, but was what was missing out of the film was really showing the dedication and the activism and when you talk about fan base you know it's very interesting because they had a group they had a group called Andy's Youth and that was all his friends from the school, from the school that he went to. He was a, he was a beloved friend. He was a, he was a good student. He was he played the you know the uh, trumpet. I mean, he was a an amazing young boy. And God only knows where he would have ended up had this not happened. But it again, the activism is 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 left out. But yet it ends up being the mo- one of the most important things that we can do as a population. Well, Harriet, I want you to hold your thoughts, and I also went we're going to take a musical break, but I really want you to pay attention to the words on this song because I think on some levels... On some levels, uh, it it really speaks to what we're speaking about, and it, the song is called. We're going to take a musical break. It's called "Light a Candle," and it's sung by. I love the name of this this group. It's called "Frozen Heart." You know, it's like sometimes. Sometimes I feel like at the beginning, especially when I was talking about my grandmother, I literally started to cry. You know, sometimes you really have to freeze your heart or what? Yeah. So I love. I love. I just love the name of it, and then uh, this this is really timely, and I believe one of the very best songs. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, if there's such a thing as an addiction to music, I am addicted to this song. <laughs> I play it at least once, maybe twice a week just to listen to it. It gives me a, a certain feeling in my in my spirit about it. So I want all my listeners to listen carefully to the lyrics and when we return, I will be talking with my, continue my conversation with Dr. Harriet Freud and we're talking about the implications of what happened to Britney Spears and how, how it worked for all women that are struggling in today's world so let's go ahead can and play light a candle sung by frozen heart
3: instead of cursing in the darkness light a candle for where we're going There's something I ain't worth looking for When the light of time
2: me the chills it's just so amazing you know something ahead we're looking for you know what i'm looking for is peace peace on earth love for one another and getting our programs together so we can have health care and all the things that we need for our children to have a healthy existence and we
4: don't need people like jamie spears father or jeff bezos or the other 10 billionaires that made at least 440 billion during the recession
2: Right.
4: Able to do that with the money they made
2: off of our work. But not only our work, our Mother Earth. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women's Spaces. I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt, and I have the pleasure of on the phone, joining me on the phone is from New York City, is Dr. Harriet Fraud, and we are talking about the uh, Brittany Spears conservative ship and what happened to her and how it, how it integrates with what's happening with many, many people across the globe today. Well, you know, welcome back again, Harriet. And, you know, one of the things that we do, I always ask my guests, to send me uh, f- uh, five or six different questions. And one of the things that you wrote back, and I- I'd like you to address this, is what has happened in relation to... Everything that we're talking about with Britney, with the Andy Lopez situation, the film, and all that's happening—what has happened to the spirit of the Declaration of Independence? I mean, we just we just uh, celebrated July Fourth this month. That this could happen. Also, what has motivated health professionals to speak out against what's happening? I mean, why why is this so important? And, uh, and why and what the role of the organizing has to do with uh, with uh, Britney Spears and how she was able to come out of this? I believe there's a trial coming up in September of this year that's going to, I think, finalize her freedom. Am am, am I correct?
4: Yes, I think she will win because his abuses are so disgraceful, including forcing her to wear an IUD. There's a lot of men out there who want to take away our reproductive choices, take away the right to abortion if we so choose, take away Planned Parenthood so we can plan our lives and take care of our reproductive apparatus. There's a lot of forces there, and it operated in her case, to control her, to numb her, to feed her medication, like one in four American women are, to control her money, and to control her life, and and get paid off for it. But I think in the Declaration of Independence, as I read it, it says that these truths, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men, of course that was well, people then, are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of, of happiness. Now, of course, not granting half the population the right to vote which they didn't until 1920 or black people in the united states at that time who they didn't allow a vote and they didn't allow native americans to vote in every state till 1965 so they declared that the only people who were real people were men with property, white men with property. That was the 6% of the American public at the time with the right to vote. However, we are all entitled to life, to liberty, and to the pursuit of happiness, of the lives we want. One of the arguments that I find most convincing that I've thought of and that others don't have out there, one of the strong arguments for abortion rights is that forcing an unwanted pregnancy is a cruel and unusual punishment. And those are also, in the Bill of Rights, you are not allowed to levy cruel and unusual punishments. And so the Declaration of Independence can be both a wonderful statement for all of us, even though at the time We had many slave states and signers of the Constitution like Jefferson and Washington held slaves. These are ideals that we need to fight for now. And we need people to be independent. And Britney Spears is fighting in court for her independence from a set of judgments that enslaved her to her father who built her for profit. And I think a lot of people feel enslaved to jobs that don't pay well and don't give them what they need because otherwise they won't live. Iceland now has declared a four-day work week. Same in Germany. People are very happy with that, and they're just as productive. They create just as much wealth as they did before.
2: Well, you know, that's interesting. A life. No, but that's interesting that you said that. When I was in the world of work, and I applied to have four days work week instead of five, and I was a manager also, and uh, the owner said to me, oh, you're going to work four 10-hour days? I says, no, I'm going to work four eight-hour days. And, And I said to him, I said, I will be just as productive, if not more, Within those four days, because I don't have that fifth day actually to just you know I mean you 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 it's a different mindset when you know you will have limited time, and it's very important. When I had those four days, you know I had a much better, healthy, more healthier attitude. Well, you know, Harry, we you know we are coming to the end of the segment. It just it just goes so fast that that I, I just can't believe it. So I would like to wrap it up by anything else that you would like to share, anything that you think is important for people to know, and also to remind them again of your website, how they can get a hold of you, and just anything that you feel is important to to end this conversation with.
4: Well, I think the most important thing here is no matter how much money Brittany made, she could be exploited and enslaved. And what stopped her, what stopped her and gave her the courage in her own words, was the fan base, the people who stood up on her behalf and said this was wrong. And I think for all of us, there are so many injustices around us. And we need, you know, we need to take some time off working against those. But we also need to, to say we're going to stop it. We are the people. This is our country built by our work and us. And it's still kept going by all of us who do the work. And we should take over and not allow a corrupt justice system where judges are politically appointed to uphold conservative values and enslave people like Britney Spears and like other women and blacks and so on. That we need to take the matter into our own hands and say, no, we need to get out there. We need to join together.
0: The most...
2: Thing here is class. Well, there's a the
4: wages were appropriated, but if we had justice like an umbrella, where the the center stem is a class solidarity, but all the other connected stems are included,
2: like justice. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to stop you, Harriet. That's wonderful. I just wonderful what you're saying, but we have just come to the end of our segment. Okay, and <laughs> I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and give us Harriet, give us our your website one more time.
4: Okay, H-A-R-R-I-E-1-T-F-R-A-A-D, HarrietFraud.com. And the programs are It's Not Just In Your Head and Capitalism Hits Home. You can access them by going on Google and the Internet.
2: Thank you so much. Well, that's it for our show. A special thank you to Dr. Harriet Fraud, who is a psychotherapist and hypnotherapist in practice in New York City. She is a founding member of the feminist movement, and for 40 years she has been committed to transforming U.S. personal and political life. A reminder, our children are the future, and we must never, never lose sight of that. This is Elaine B. Holtz, and you've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time.
1: A woman's, voice with messages, a woman's Sure to give you courage and who will sure take you home now, the woman in your life, she can
2: The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, July 19th, 2021.